0: L.A.S. The L.A.S. Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. your podcast Jake are you A. still Arthur. going Chester A. Arthur Grover Cleveland Benjamin just fast, Harrison just William Henry Roosevelt we're literally Trump. running out of time <laughs> Did you literally forget the president who is right now Joe Biden <laughs> Joe Biden oh, I did it oh, I was in I was in my groove Come there. and learn with us everybody Well it's still kind of me I'm I'm kind of doing you most You couldn't of even the remember the Joe Biden's name. I'm doing most of the teaching It's mostly you Thank you L A S Hello guys, my name is Devin Green and this is The Innovative Creative, where we help designers and clients better understand design using an alternative way of thought. Thank you for listening. Alright guys, so today we're going to be talking about the shelf life of a logo. But more importantly, we're going to talk about how you can max out the shelf life of your logo, when to refresh it, and some general tips for clients and designers. And with that being said, let's get right into it. All right, so let's talk shelf life. So when you hear shelf life is usually in reference to perishable items like meat, vegetables, dairy products, and so on. And it turns out this term applies to much more than just food. For example, your logo. If you have a really good understanding of your brand, you won't need to change your logo at all. Uh, good example of that is Nike. Um, their brand has been around for like ages. But uh, if you're in a position where you where your brand and message has shifted due to new views and goes, you may need to change your level logo. I want to talk about the clients first on this, though, to max the shelf life of your logo. You're going to need to figure out your market, describe your business and Research your industry before you go to your designer. And here's some general tips on how to do that. So, let's talk about figuring out your market. In order to figure out your market, you will need to know what you do and know it well and analyze the steps that you take for your customers and write down what you do. And once you have this information down, you can start searching via Google, Yahoo, Bing. If you use Bing, I mean, I don't know if people still use that Uh, or DuckDuckGo. You're also going to be looking for. People who work in this market, as these are the people who have the most information, and you can look for their emails. And you'll need it as five emails to get be effective in this method, but uh, ten for the maximum response. So ask them to be your mentor on a few things, and then brief them as uh, and be as brief as possible as well in the email. And the reason why I say emails because it's uh, less stigmatative. So. When you email somebody, they can get they can get back with you as quickly as possible and do all that things and they can still go about their day. So that's why I say email. Don't go. Don't go straight to phone call and things like that. Just email it's, it's the easiest way, form of communication that doesn't require a lot of uh, uh, thought. So let's talk about describing your business. So describing your business can be hard since you have a biased opinion on it. And we know you love your business, but you don't want to describe it in a way that's off putting to others. Figuring out your market would, uh, will help with describing your business, though. And you'll need to keep your description as brief and simple as possible. Uh, five-year-olds should be able to understand what you do and how you do it. If you ever heard of the acronym KISS, you'll better understand what I mean. And if you don't know what that acronym means, if you don't know what that acronym means, it means keep it simple, stupid. It's the simplest acronym that has a lot of power inside of it. Go and look it up. A lot of people, a lot of famous people actually use it. Now, let's talk about presenting this to your designer. When you talk with your designer about creating your logo, try to explain it, uh, try to explain your business and market in a creative way while keeping their point of view in mind. And uh, from here, you can take it step by step and talk through the design. If you would like to learn a little bit more, I go into detail about the subject in the first episode of my podcast. The name of that episode is Designing from a Client Perspective. It talks about Clients and designers and designing and pretty much being a team while you create something great. Now, now we're going to talk about designer stuff. And the first thing we're going to talk about is design trends. And my number one no-no is do not follow design trends. The logo's impact will quickly diminish if you do this. It may seem like a good idea now, but in the long run, it's just not worth it. Design trends are just that. They're just trends. Trends don't last very long. The longest trend that I've seen last was uh, like the 70s. And even then, um, it didn't hold up. It won't, that Even then, if you try to do a trend with the 70s, it wouldn't hold up unless it was in the context of the brand. And yeah, just pretty much don't use trends at all. You want to go ahead and come up with something as creative as possible from scratch if you can. And you can pull in information from other people. and Inspiration from other people, I'm sorry. But uh, the next thing you can do to make sure that logo lasts as long as possible is making the elements in your logo memorable, um, and that comes down to shapes, flow, color, and style. A logo needs to be uh, a logo needs to tie to the brand message. So taking the time to figure out what shapes work and doesn't, what doesn't, will have a huge impact of the brand. The flow of the design is important too. You don't want your logo to create confusion when people see it, and you want it balanced. You can use color psychology as well to tie in the visual branding and meshes together. And lastly, try to put your own style on it to make it to make sure that it's 100% unique. Like it's from your creation. Um, I know I talk a lot about local design and uh, I do a lot of local design too. And really just doing those things will just improve your logo design so much. If you are a designer and you want to just make things like, uh, like more simple and What's the word I'm looking for more simple and concise. It makes it brings out the brand's uh, intensity and it brings out the brand's like uh, character. So doing those things will definitely help. Now, let's talk about uh about about keeping the logo as simple as possible. I know I just said that, but uh, I'm going to reiterate it again. Uh, cannot stress it enough. Simple logos have a lesser chance of being refreshed. Uh, the brand example that I gave earlier was Nike. Um, I believe that was designed by a, um, I won't say it was a designer in New York or California cause I can't necessarily remember, but I remember they did not pay a lot of money for it. I think the amount was like $300. Um, but that's besides the point. Uh, the point was they were trying to, uh, make something as simple as possible and they went through a whole bunch of iterations to get to that. And it has the flow, the style, the color. It could be used in anything. I've got and, your answer. Whoa, what's going on? $35. Oh, $35. There it is. There it is. $35 yeah. for that brand logo. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that was, that was, I thought it was 300. I knew it had a three in it. <laughs> <laughs> just just two, just one more zero than you needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's crazy that it costs $35, but that's, a, that's besides the point. But my biggest point is just trying to say that, hey, um, if a person can pay you, if a person can create a logo for $35 and it's that simple you can create a logo and get paid $300 and keep it simple and use your design expertise to do the things you need to do in order to create a logo that is memorable. Um, But now we're going to go into when to refresh a logo and knowing to, knowing when to do it is a tough task in general and refreshing a logo too early can result in a loss of business due to the new look and it could be a turnoff for your clients, but doing it too soon could affect the, it won't affect the business as much, but it can if you decide to go something outside of your branding. And I want to talk about going outside of your branding. You want to make sure that you stick inside that as much as possible. That's why I have you guys go through the marketing, um, go through, go through your marketing uh, research, uh, describing your business and things like that. But uh, my tips to refreshing your logo comes down to three questions. Does your logo look modern compared to other competitors? Does your logo appeal to your audience as it stands? And is your logo memorable? Now, let's talk about the first one. Uh, Is your logo modern compared to other customers? And this seems like a loaded question considering that every logo is different. But what I mean by this is you can can you put your logo side by side to your competitors and say, my logo looks unique, but it matches the market that my competitors are in. Now, if your logo is off compared to these, take a second and see what shapes you could, uh, you would change in your logo so that it stacks up with the rest. And don't be too hard on yourself with this question because uh, even though you are in the same market, you guys have different goals and you want to make sure that you have your own unique look. Now, the second one, uh, does your logo appeal to your audience as it stands so asking your target market about your logo and brand is key to making sure your brand stays on point so take a few take a few people who are in your target market and put them in a survey uh there's tons of survey apps out there uh that you could use google forms if you want to be cheap type form if you want to be cheap as well um But they do have paid plans. Uh, Google Forms doesn't, but Typeform does. And it has like a whole slew of things that you could use in order to create a survey that is uh, conditional and things like that. But create a survey and ask questions about your logo that are specific. And an example question could be, do you think this logo fits blank when we do blank? Um, and try to ask three to five yes or no questions. And you can use this data to get actionable results and make an educated decision whether or not you need to change your logo. And let's go to the last one. Is your logo memorable? When people see your logo for the second time, not the first, the second time, do they instantly recognize it or vaguely recognize it? This is a pretty consistent way to tell if your visual branding is strong. And having a strong visual presence uh, helps customers identify your brand quickly and efficiently. And if you don't have this, chances are you will need to update your logo. And another thing I want to talk about that. So say, for instance, if you're looking at the Target brand and you haven't seen Target or don't know what Target is, if you live, if you don't know who Target is, you live in the cave um, – Say, for instance, you don't know who Target is and you look at the logo and you're like, okay, that's something I can remember. It's a simple, it's it's a super simple logo. It's something that people know what it is and they look at it a second time, not the first time, the second time. And it makes it so that way it's memorable. It's I mean, Target, it's literally a target. You can't forget that. But let me go on my end in thoughts. That's all I have. If you guys have any questions, feel free to give me a shout via email at design at And if you like what I had to offer, feel free to give me a subscribe. And you can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Facebook and Instagram at Innovative Creative Podcast. And that's all one word. And thank you guys for listening. Catch you guys in the next one.